In this week's episode of the Corporate Quitters Podcast, Stephen Liu tells us how he went from being a shy introvert to a regular LinkedIn Live broadcaster and contributor. Tune in. Stephen is going to give you some tips on how you too can break out of your shy shell. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. Our guest today is Stephen Liu. Stephen, tell everyone what it is that you are doing to bring value to the world. Hey, thanks for having me here, Robert. Um, yeah, I do two different things, mostly. Uh, I do have a full-time job as a project manager in the defense industry, so I'm working on having a consistent supply chain to make sure our products are out there uh, you know, def- defending our citizens. Um, but on the side, which is probably the focus on what we're going to be talking about today, uh, I've been creating LinkedIn content uh, for since 2017. I've done weekly videos since 2018. And this year, I've started doing a 52-week challenge of doing a weekly LinkedIn live stream. And all my content is, uh, is related to career development, personal growth, personal development, anything related to that. And it all ties into my mantra of helping others. So uh, that's that's how I help others, you know, do my day job, but also on the side here with my LinkedIn content. That is awesome. Now you say your mantra is helping others. So would you say that that is your purpose in life? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. A little more specifically, um, you know, I would say helping others achieve success in their careers. So that ties into everything I'm doing on LinkedIn, uh, you know, with my videos, with my posts, with my LinkedIn Lives was just anything I do and collaborating with others, just sharing my story and then helping others grow and helping others achieve things that they didn't think were think was possible. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that you still also have a day job. So now how does your employer feel about the things that you're doing on the side? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. A lot of people ask me about that. Um, so I keep strict hours for work. So when I'm at work and you know now I'm working from home, but anyways, um, kind of my typical day is I wake up pretty early. I wake up at five. I go on LinkedIn for about half an hour. I post my video, post whatever I want to post for that day, you know, check my notifications, things like that, and then go eat breakfast. And I just work for the next eight, nine, 10 hours, whatever I need to do. And after that, I block off my calendar. I do c- career coaching calls. I do zoom calls. I do different things like that, uh, at five or five thirty or later, uh, my time. So that keeps that boundary between what I do at work versus what I do on the side. Uh, yeah, during the day, maybe, you know, if I'm in a meeting or waiting, for, waiting to join a meeting, I go check LinkedIn for a little bit. Uh, but I, I keep that keep that separation there. And in terms of my content on LinkedIn, the things I share are pretty generic. I don't share specifically about this is what I do for my job. I do say I'm a project manager. I've done posts where I say, hey, this is what I've learned as a project manager. Here's some tips um, that you can do when you change jobs or when you start a new career, because I've gone through that. Uh, but nothing very specific on these are the projects I'm working on. This is what's going on. Um, especially with what I do um, in the defense industry is a little sensitive. So um, I haven't had any issues with anyone saying, hey, stop you know, doing stuff on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's a conflict of interest or anything. No, no one at work has, has told me that. I've got a lot of positive support from, from people at work. Um, people see my content. People check out my content and say, hey, hey, keep, keep, doing, uh, keep going with the videos. I really enjoy them. Uh, and this is you know, people from my level as individual contributors all the way up to, to VPs. So uh, yeah, no, no conflict, no issues there. And I think just by keeping that boundary between, hey, this is my day job. This is what I do at work. Anything after 5, 530, um, you know, that's whatever I do on my free time. That's my LinkedIn time. I got to tell you, I think that that's when you know you're working for a, uh, a good company 
when they support what it is that you're doing. Before you started doing uh, uh, career coaching, when you were an employee for an organization, did you somehow feel that you had a bigger purpose in life that you needed to find? I think at that point, it's um, by my growth, I've been at the same company for, for seven years now. And for the first two to three years, I was sort of stagnant. Um, you know, I was just hey, in the same job. Yes, I'm learning in the job. I'm getting more and more responsibility. And I just never thought of kind of growing myself outside of my, outside of my uh, work, outside of my day job. Um, and cause of, you know, a lot of different things happened there to, to kind of give me that mindset to, to continue to grow, to continue to, to get better. Um, you know, I'll share a little bit here and I'll go into more detail later, but basically in 2017, that's when I started creating content on LinkedIn, where I wrote monthly articles about my goals for the year. And every single month I said, Hey, here's the progress I'm making toward my goals. And that was my way to hold myself accountable by sharing with as many people as I could. Here are my goals. Here's how I'm, here's how I'm progressing towards them. And, you know, that kind of developed that growth mindset. Um, which got me to start creating weekly videos on LinkedIn in 2018. A uh, long story short, you know, just over time, doing videos every single week, watching myself, editing my own videos, noticing my tendencies, getting better at public speaking, getting better at having that presence on camera, having more confidence in myself, being more comfortable with it. Um, just over time got me to, to where I am today. And I focused on, uh, with, my, with my videos, focused on helping others, right? Helping others with career development, career success, because I had mentors in my life. I had, um, you know, I went gone to presentations, I got to seminars. And when I started the videos, I was thinking, why, why keep all that information to myself? Why not just share with as many people as possible? Because life, life isn't a competition, it's a collaboration. And so that over time, that kind of shaped to, you know, helping others. And with my weekly videos, I got a lot of positive support with that. So I've been doing weekly videos ever since 2018. And now I can tell by watching uh, some of your videos that you seem to be happy and fulfilled with what you're doing when you help people. And, and it shows. Does that same energy or how does that same energy translate into your work life? Now that you found this happy place, fulfilling your purpose outside of work, how has it translated into your professional life? Yeah, it definitely, definitely has helped. I think. Um, I, I did a presentation a few weeks ago about personal branding and your brand has to be consistent no matter where you are. Right. So you can't live a double life or triple life, you know, at work, home and, and, you know, online, it has to be consistent all the way across. And through my LinkedIn videos, you should say, oh, hey, you know, you're passionate, you're happy, you're genuine, you like helping others. That's the same way I am at work. Um, yes, I'm a project manager, so I have to work on finishing our projects on time, on schedule. And as part of that, I have to work with so many different people. So I can't be the demanding person. I can't say, hey, give me this tomorrow. I have to build relationships with people. I have to be genuine in my requests, in my uh, in, in building those relationships with the key stakeholders I have to work with. And you know, in all the jobs I've had at work, I've always had that mindset of how can I make it easier for the next person? So I was always consistent with documentation, um, creating, updating drawings, updating procedures, updating notes and giving that to whoever my replacement was or whoever was going to fill in my spot after I you know, left the job or rotated out. Uh, and just, you know, even like, like, you know, I get a long email or something and I want to ask someone a question instead of just forwarding it to them and say, Hey, I need your help. You know, just, just something basic, like, Hey, like here's the situation. I summarize it for you. So you don't have to read through 15 emails. Uh, just how can I make it easier to the next person? So, you know, just 
my, my overall mantra, as we said, is helping others. So I always have that mindset of how can I make it easier for the person I'm talking to? How can I make it easier for the next person? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's important that people know when you start down the journey of self-development, as you begin to help yourself, you gain more confidence. You start doing things that you never thought that you would do. Then when you start helping others, it just magnifies your confidence. It magnifies the people that are around you. And you start to lift everyone up, both in your personal life and your professional life. Uh, and I think that's important for companies to understand as employees you know, embark upon these new ventures that they have, especially in this new day and age when we can essentially work efficiently from home doing two different things, working for a company and working for ourselves. And we we're much happier and healthier because of it. You're a career coach. You help people. You have you, you uh, coach people. You have one on one calls. You have videos that encourage and help people. But it didn't just happen overnight. Um, what are some of the things that you went through that you'd like for people to know? Yeah, um, I'll touch on a diff couple, a couple points there. Uh, so at, at work, about two years into the company, I applied to the engineering leadership development program. This is an early career job rotation uh, leadership development program for engineers to build future leaders at, at the company. Uh, so I applied two years in, uh, made it to the interview, but I wasn't selected. Uh, of course, I'm you know, I was super bummed about it. You know, I knew everyone else that made it during that year. It's like, man, it would be, it would have been nice to be part of the same cohort and, you know, be with my friends. But I, I asked for feedback. I asked the program manager, you know, how can I be better uh, next year? And the, the next year was the, the final year I could apply anyways. And the program manager said, yeah, you know, you, ha you had good experience, but, you know, we want to see more uh, project management skills as well as more leadership skills. Which, which I thought was ironic because I, I, you know, I, that's why I want to get into leadership development to, to build up my leadership. But anyways, okay, so I took that, I took that to heart. I need more leadership skills. Um, so I was thinking, well, how can I get leadership skills? I'm an entry-level employee. I can't just take on projects, right? Especially when I have my lead here who's been in this team for 20, 25 years, who knows everything. How do I take a, lead, a leadership position? So I decided to join one of our employee resource groups. Uh, so we have different employee resource groups based on minority groups. So I joined a one called PAN or Professional Asian American Network. We have one for women, LGBT, Hispanic, um, you know, African-American, military vets, you know, it's all, all you know, across the, the whole board. So I decided to, to join this PAN organization as the mentoring and professional development chair at our site. And over time, I had to get into that situation where I have to lead things. I have to coordinate events. I have to go work with people. Uh, then at the event, I have to organize it. I have to coordinate it the day of. I have to introduce speakers. I have to facilitate the event. And just over time through that, you know, I got a little more comfortable with, with being in those situations, leading people, uh, delegating, uh, public speaking, introducing speakers. So that was one half of the story of you know, how I you know, got to where I am today as a, as a career coach. The second half I talked about a little bit earlier was with the weekly videos. So that constant week after week, getting better um, every single week, noticing my tendencies, fixing them, getting better every single week, getting more confidence every single week, all came together um, in, in 2020 when we all got hit by the pandemic. Um, you know, back in uh, basically a year from, 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 from today, you know, last March, everyone say, hey, you know, we have the pandemic, you got, you know, make sure you come out of the pandemic better than when you came in. I don't think we we're, were expected to still be in this situation a year later, but anyways, I was thinking, well, 
I've been informally helping others. I've been informally coaching others on LinkedIn through my weekly videos. Why not do it formally now? Um, why not? You know, there's no better time to do it, especially a lot of people are looking for jobs. So that's, that's how I started, just taking everything I've done over the last two years at that point with the weekly videos, having that confidence in myself with all that public speaking, with all the professional development, mentoring, all the leadership skills I picked up in that organization, started to, to start career coaching. Uh, that, you know, that was a journey in itself as well. And then so still learning and growing in that role today. So did you make it into the leadership program? Yeah, no, great. <laughs> Forgot to add that detail. So yeah, the following year, um, I, you know, I came back and interviewed and I, the first thing I said was, Hey, I listened to your feedback last year. Um, I, st- I applied for my master's. I'm starting my master's in engineering management right now. So that covered the project management skills. Um, and I also you know, joined the panel organization to build up more leadership skills. And then we go through the interview, things like that. I got selected a few months later, we all had a dinner together, you know, all the, the people who got selected and with the program manager. And I happened to sit, sit right next to the program manager and he told me, yeah, we gave feedback to about 15 people last year and you're the only one that followed through on it. Um, and because of what you said in that first 10 seconds of, hey, I listened to your feedback. This is what I did about, we already knew you're in. We just had to go through the interview. It just had to ask you the questions. Um, but yeah, you were basically in at that point. So that's what I like to share with a lot of people. Yeah, you know, we all go through interviews. We all get rejected, but always ask for feedback because you never, you know, that's how you grow, right? Because you think, oh yeah, you know, I, I failed because, um, you know, I wasn't prepared enough. Well, like, how do you get more prepared? Uh, so always ask for feedback. And because if you act on it and you end up talking to the same person, the same recruiter, the same hiring manager, whoever, they know, oh, wow, you listened to me and I gave you some advice, you followed through on it. Now that shows you have the commitment. You, you're dedicated to, to, to be in this role or to apply for this role. So, um, you know, it definitely makes you stand out. Now, that that actually is an awesome story. I think you hit on a couple of really good points because you're an engineer. And yet when it came to the workplace, they still wanted more. They wanted leadership. So they wanted you to extend your knowledge beyond what you learned in school. And a lot of people don't get or understand that until they hit the workforce. Mm -hmm. But then also accepting feedback and making changes because of that feedback. That was an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. So what are some other uh, uh, lessons that you've learned, uh, say, the hard way? Because to me, that sounds like a really good lesson. But are there some things, some pain points that you'd like to uh, uh Talk to us about so that other people don't have to go through those same pain points. Yeah, uh, I'll touch on two things. I kind of want to f- put in a little more detail of what you said earlier about those leadership skills. If you're still in school, that's a great way for you to build up leadership skills. Go join a club, go join an organization. It doesn't even have to be related to your major, but it has to be something you're passionate in. And because there's no pressure at that point, because who are you working with? You're working with your classmates. There's, you're not working with managers or vice presidents or directors or whoever. You're working with your classmates, with your peers. And that's a great way for you to build up those leadership skills early on. How do I delegate? How do I organize events? How do I reach out to industry professionals to come speak to our group? You know, that's a great way to, to do that. So, you know, if you're in school, there's, it's never too early to start building leadership skills. And the earlier you build those, the, the, the more lessons you learn throughout the way, which gets you more prepared for the workforce. Um, the second point, um, kind of lessons learned is, you just got to take that first step, right? Don't worry about what you think other people may say. Don't have that self-doubt or self, or la- don't have la- don't have that lack of self-doubt or sa- self-confidence. You just got to do it. When I did my first video um, in 2018, 
uh, I, that was the best I could do. All right, I had my cell phone. I'm, I wasn't even looking at the camera. I was kind of looking out, you know, off to the side and I was very quiet and, you know, not very confident at all. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, just stuttering a lot. But that was the best I could do at that point. And I had the video ready to go, <clears throat> had the video ready to go. And I just couldn't do it. I was like, man, people are going to start judging me. This is stupid. Um, you know, I, I didn't even care about the video quality itself, right? Because I thought that was the best presentation I can give. And I was like, all right, screw it. So I hit the upload button and I was going to delete it right after I uploaded it because of the same dots started creeping in. I was like, oh, this is stupid. I said I was going to do 52 weeks of videos and this is the first one. And I, I don't know if I can commit to it, um, but I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, so I got a lot of positive comments. All the comments were positive uh, actually for from that first video. And I just kept going through. Um, I can look back at my first video. It, it was absolute crap. Um, but, you know, it's just you just learn every single week, get better every single week. And um, every year I like to kind of do a throwback to that very first video just to show how far I've come on, on LinkedIn and with my videos. Uh, you can you can just see a clear difference. So with anything you do, just don't don't worry about what other people may think because you have no idea what they're going to say until you actually say it. Um, this applies to even basic things like, oh, uh, I don't know if I should reach out to this person on LinkedIn. You know, what if they don't respond? Uh, what if they, um, you know, what if they just, you know, don't like me? What, like, you're already rejecting, you're already rejecting yourself. <laughs> the, the answer is already no. So by sending that message to them, say, hey, you know, I really like your content or I, I just want to learn a little bit more about what you do in your career. Can we connect? And, you know, if they respond, great. You know, go talk to them, go, go get on that informational interview. But if they don't, you know what? Move on. Don't take it personal. They're not rejecting you because it's you. They're rejecting you because you know they're busy or they have other reasons or maybe they're not active on LinkedIn. So just move on to the next person. So that applies to every single thing. Uh, I even you know sometimes do that with my um, with what I do as a project manager. And should I send out this email to this person? You know, like did I bug them already? This you know did I already talk to them already? Should I just give them on a phone call or do I? I know I sent them an email yesterday. Do I want to give them another day? No, just send the email. You know, because. Yeah. You still don't, if I wait an extra day, if I wait an extra week, I still don't have an answer. So let me just send out that email. I can follow up with the IM or, or whatever. Um, so just, just take that first step. Just go, just go do things. Don't worry about what people may think because you have no idea what they're going to say until you actually do it. When I think you hit a very important point, that first step, it's always the most important one because a lot of times we remain paralyzed in fear. And like you said, if you're stuck in fear, you've already lost. The game is over before it even starts. Um, but I think fear can be used as a motivator too to move you forward. And I think what we all need to realize is you will fail. Mm -hmm. you, you will. I mean, you didn't get accepted into the leadership program initially, but you learned some lessons, you refocused, you came back better than you were before. So it made you a better person. So I think once we overcome the fear of failure, um, you know, life just opens up. What do you find is the biggest obstacle for most of your clients when it comes to advancing in their career? I think it's just that lack of confidence. Mm. So um, this, you know, sometimes what, what I tell people uh, with their LinkedIn profile, you know, they have their, 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 their headline, right? And I think, I'm trying to think of a specific example here. Um, I think this person wanted to move away from doing CRM and Salesforce stuff. And she wanted to be a UI de designer. Um, and you know, her, her uh, title said, you know, Salesforce designer or, you know, uh, you know, just something related to that. And, and you know, I do, do my call with her. I said, so what do you want to do? She's like, oh, I want to do you know, UI and UX, right? I want to be a UI UX designer. 
uh, but I don't have the degree. So I said, well, why don't you just put that in your headline? Because obviously you're getting job opportunities for Salesforce, which you don't want because that's what you, you know, showing on your profile. Just put UX UI designer in your headline and let other people decide if you're a good candidate or not for, for their position, right? Um, so, you know, that's, I told her, hey, just go do it. Um, you know, you are learning the skills right now, but just say, hey, that's, that's what you want to be because that's the position, that's the job opportunities you're looking for. So put that in your headline and, and see what happens. And, you know, that's, that's what happened to her. So your headline is key on LinkedIn. Uh, so I tell people, put the job title you want. Not the job title you're in right now. Don't say student at whatever school or 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 you know mechanical engineering student or whatever. Put the job title you want because that's what you get searched for. And let other people decide. Hey, is this person or are you a good candidate for for our position here? So don't don't just reject yourself right off the bat. You know, put put yourself out there. Yeah, and a lot of times if you can envision yourself where you want to go, it helps you to get there. You don't stay stuck where you are now. I, I really like that advice. So confidence is one of the biggest concerns that a lot of your clients have, and you help move them from one place to the next by encouraging them. It's almost like you're just pushing them, <laughs> pushing them off the cliff, so to speak. You know, <laughs> Isn't that what mama birds do to their birds when they yeah. teach them how to fly? They just kind of push them off the cliff. Yeah. You just have to learn, learn along the way. So it's, you know, definitely the, the first step is absolutely the hardest because um, you have no idea what that next step is going to take you. But, you know, if you're just still stuck on this side and you're just not willing to take that first step, you're still stuck over there. Uh, yeah, you might fail and you have to just have to just have to you just have to accept that, you know, failure's part of it. And, you know, that's perfectly OK. You said something earlier about your first video and you were a little apprehensive because you didn't know if people were going to laugh at you. And I think oftentimes we have to overcome that fear of failure. Sometimes people will laugh at you, but I find that most people won't laugh at you because people don't tune in to your speech, your podcast, or read your paper because they are rooting for you to fail. They are rooting for you to succeed because now they've invested time in coming to see you. But one thing I like that you said you go back to that very first video. You said you go back just to see how crappy it was. But <laughs> but I don't necessarily think it probably is as bad as you think. I think we are our own worst critics, but I think self-reflection is always a good thing. Don't be nervous. Overcome some of those fear obstacles. Do you find that that's something you have to coach a lot of your clients through? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's hard to know where you're going to be in the future. And you're kind of like, hey, this is where I am today. Like, I'm a shy introvert. I hate public speaking. Um, but yeah, and you just have to realize change doesn't happen overnight. And it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time to put it in. And I've been doing weekly videos since 2018. So that's, you know, three plus years of videos. Um, and I've grown every single year through that. Um, so when people see who I am today, they're like, oh, man, Steven's always been good at public speaking. So Steven's always been confident on camera. It did not start that way at all. So you just have to, you know, that's why I like doing that 52-week challenge because it's not, hey, do a 30-day challenge because 30-day challenge is just like, oh, I got to, you know, I have to come up with content every single day. And you just kind of get into a habit of just like, oh, this is good enough. This is good enough. But with the 52-week challenge, it's, it's long enough, but it gives you enough time in between to kind of reflect and adjust and like, okay, here's my first video. Um, I didn't look at the camera. Okay, so my next video, I'm going to focus a little more on looking into the camera. Oh, and the next one, oh, I did a lot of ums or us. Okay, let me slow down a little bit and get better. So just over time, making that, <clears throat> you 
making that progress, making that improvement every single week just, just makes a, just makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it, it is all about constant and continuous improvement. Now you also mentioned that you help some of your clients with their LinkedIn profile and you told them, put the job in the heading that they want, not the one that they have. What is, um, what is one of the biggest things that you see your clients fear about LinkedIn that they need to overcome that can help them move from one, you know, one spot to, a, to the next? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would summarize it as, uh, I don't know what to post about. Or mm-hmm. actually, let me step back. I tell people you should definitely post on LinkedIn. And then the most common like responses or misconceptions I get are, I don't know what to post. Uh, people don't care about what I have to say, or like, I'm afraid people are going to judge me. So for the first one, I don't know what to post. P- talk about yourself because that's the easiest thing. Right? You know yourself better. So you can just do a 30-second video. Hey, this is who I am. You know, I'm a student. Or I'm studying this. This is my job. I'm really passionate in doing this. And I just want to put myself on LinkedIn um, and, and start my, my content creating journey. So just talk about yourself. When I do that 52-week challenge, um, or I guess in 2018, I posted it the wrong way. I had a list of 40 things or 50 things I could talk about for the year, but that's the wrong way to do it. Now I tell people, hey, just come up with like two or three ideas at a time. And as you go throughout your week, as you go throughout your day, always have your phone, always have a piece of paper on you because you never know where you're going to get inspiration to come up with content. And you just write it down. Um, so what I do, I do that all the time. I see stuff on LinkedIn. But, oh, that's a good idea. I just put it on my phone. And sometime during the weekend, when I have time to relax and sit down, let me build up some posts. Let me build up some ideas and just write them out. So, you know, don't worry about, hey, I don't know what to post for 52 weeks. Yeah, like I don't either. I don't know my next 10 posts. I know maybe my next three or four posts because I have them ready to go. Um, but just don't don't overthink that. Just think about, okay, what can I share about myself? That's the first thing. Number two is, um, I don't know if people will care about what I post about. Well, as we talked about earlier, do you have no idea what they're going to say? You have no idea how they're going to react until you actually post. Um, you know, so you, especially with LinkedIn, you don't know what post resonates with people. You don't know what post will do well until you actually post. And even, you know, amazing content creators, they do the same thing too. They say, Hey, I just test with content, I just test with content and, and, you know, just, just post and you, you'll see what happens. And then the, the number three is I'm afraid people are going to judge me. Right. And what I like about LinkedIn is it's, real people. It's real profiles. No one's hiding behind a fake name. No one's hiding behind a fake profile like YouTube or Instagram, right? Because it's, it's just a username. Here you have real people. And because it's a professional platform, people know to, okay, you know what, like, this is all positive. It's all a supportive community. And um, as you said earlier, Robert, you know, people want to support you. People aren't on LinkedIn to criticize you. They're, they're not looking at your post to criticize you. Um, so you're, you're only going to get positive support on LinkedIn, especially when you start you know, people are like, oh, wow, like you did a video, like you've done something I never thought I was, you know, I, I, I would never do, I would never be able to do. And just by putting yourself out there and you start getting those positive comments, you start building up that consistency. And like I said, you know, I've been doing weekly videos since 2018. The first 25, 26 sucked, you know, and that's relative to where I am today, but you just keep going and, and you just grow along the way. Um, you know, three years ago, would you, you know, if you asked me, hey, would you be doing live streams on LinkedIn? I was saying, absolutely not. I'm even scared to put myself on camera. But, you know, that's how you grow. You just have to be consistent. You have to be uh, constantly posting and to, to get better. So, you know, don't overthink things. Don't worry about what people may say because you have no idea what they're going to say until you post it. And just just go do it. Just go do it and, and see what happens. Yeah, I, I often refer to LinkedIn as a positive platform. 
Uh, I think if you want to see drama and gossip, you can go to Facebook. If you just want to see pe- uh, pictures of people's uh, fashion, wardrobe, or kitchen, you can go to Pinterest. But if you want some positivity and vulnerability and authenticity, that is what you come to LinkedIn for. Uh, another thing you said I like is keep a notepad or a phone or something with you to write down ideas. Uh, I, I do the same thing. I oftentimes use the uh, voice to uh, text feature to just talk out my ideas. But another thing that makes good content is if you have a question about something, you can ask people questions, you know, give your opinion and say, this is what I think about this, but I'm not sure. What do you think? Uh, But it sounds like you're doing really good work in helping people to uh, get courage and to use that courage to do some self-reflection and then to use that self-reflection to actually improve themselves. If if I may be so bold as to kind of summarize what you do like that, but that's what it sounds like you're doing. No, you're, you're definitely right there. So just, you know, just, it's hard to take that first step and you just kind of need that someone to kind of like nudge you a little bit. I don't want to say push you, just kind of nudge, hey, just, you know, take that next step and, 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 and take that, take that first step actually, and, and just see what happens. So, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. As I said, it, it takes time. It takes effort. Um, and that's why that's why it's called a 52 week challenge. It's not easy. So you just got to just, just start, just start and, and you learn and adjust as you go. So let, let's talk about this 52 week challenge for a moment, because I'm intrigued. Uh, how? Why? Like, how did it come about? Why did you decide that this is something that you wanted to do? Yeah, <laughs> great, great question here. Um, so I said in 2017, I started doing monthly articles and that, you know, with, with my goals and that started started my um my growth having that growth mindset in myself and as i got to the end of 2017 i was like okay well next the obvious next progression for me to do something on linkedin is weekly right i went from monthly articles i'm gonna do something weekly around that same time i had a good friend of mine post the first ever video i've ever saw on on linkedin and it was just him with a cell phone at a park i have no idea what he i can't remember what he talked about i was like all right weekly videos i have a cell phone i can do weekly videos but what can i talk about what's 52 things i can talk about and you know, I said, hey, I've been to a lot of presentations and seminars. I've mentors. I've taken a lot of notes through these presentations. I can possibly come up with 52 things to talk about. Um, you know, as I said, that's the obvious. That's the wrong way to approach things, but that's kind of how I started. So every single week, you know, what am I going to talk about? I'll do a video about it. You know, and then next week I do the next video. So I went through all of 2018, did a 52-week challenge, got a lot of support there, and I grew throughout the year. And you know, in 2019, I was like, hey, they had so much fun doing it in 2018. Might as well do it again. Um, so, but at that time, I was like, "Well, what do I talk about now?" I literally had no more things to talk about because I went through. <laughs> I already went through my list, but you know, I, I realized I, I can just start sharing what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in grad school at the same time while working full time, so I talked a lot about time management, stress management, um, how I studied for classes, you know, how to, um, you know, how you should build relationships in college, uh, in, in school. Uh, I also had a new job. I started a new rotation. I talked about. Um, I talked about what did I, oh, I talked about you know, what to do in a new job. This is what I do in every new job when I start. Understand the expectations, build relationships, you know, just meet with people. And I just kind of tied in random things together to make my videos. Um, I went rock climbing with a friend and then my video I made that week was, hey, just like in rock climbing in your career, there's different ways to get to the top. So don't just be focused on a single direction. You know, try different ways and, and figure it out. And yeah, you might fail, you might fall, but you know, you'll eventually make your way, make your way up there. So just different videos like that. 
Um, so yeah, and I did that in 2020. I, I took a little step back in, in 2020. I wanted to travel a lot more, but you know, the pandemic canceled it. So I started just doing experimenting with different types of videos. I did cooking videos. I did 10 second tip videos. Uh, but in later of 2020, maybe around August, September, I said, Hey, I'm going to be a little more serious about putting content on LinkedIn. So I started posting three times a week. I did, um, a video on Monday, which I've always done for the, you know, since 2018, I did a poll on Wednesday just to get like ideas and topics from people or just kind of gauge who my audience is. And then Friday I do a text post. Um, and I was always resistant to doing a text post because you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm an engineer. I hate writing. So, you know, my, my text posts are going to be boring, but I realized, well, my text posts are literally just a script for a video, <laughs> right? I just have to, you know, just clean it up a little bit. So I started doing text posts and they get way more engagement to get way more views than my videos. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing that then. So, you know, in, in 2020, you know, it was a tough year for everyone. And I felt like I didn't say, uh, I felt like I didn't grow as much as I wanted to because of the pandemic It just kind of getting a little too comfortable. So I said, in 2021, I'm going to bring back the 52 week challenge, but I'm not just going to do videos. I'm going to do a weekly LinkedIn live stream, which is a lot more coordination because I have to come up with topics every single week. I have to bring on a guest every single week. It's live. So I can't just pre-record it. I can't do like two or three weeks in advance. I have to do it on the spot. Um, and I just had number 10 yesterday. Um, and you know, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. So I, I had to do one on, uh, when I was out of town last weekend, but you know, I made it work. So yeah, that's the journey of, of the 52 week challenge. Um, and I, as I said, it's, it's different. There's people doing 30 day challenges on LinkedIn, which is, you know, which I think is a good thing as well. I just like the 52 week challenge because it gives you enough time in between to reflect. And it's just, it's just a whole year of growth. Um, and you can always look back. Oh, you know, when you're week 10, you can look back at week one. Oh, how far have I come? You're at week 25. You're like, wow, I've grown a lot in just the first half year. And at the very end, you're like, wow, I've, I've grown a lot. So, you know, I'm excited to see where my LinkedIn Live 52 week challenge goes. I've, you know, I've, I've already feel I've been much better than my first one uh, in, 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 on January 1st. So just continuing to grow, continuing to adjust and continuing to, to, to grow more confident throughout the way. I got to tell you, the one thing that I, I hear you continuously say that is just very impressive and admirable is the self-reflection. Um, for most of us, it takes us a while to get to that stage. But once you get there, you just begin to grow exponentially. And throughout this conversation, I just keep hearing you say, I go back and I look at the old things that I did. And there's like an, a, an appreciation in it too, because you say, I appreciate where I started. But then you also say they were crapping them much better now, <laughs> but, but, but I would, I would venture to guess that uh, most of them aren't crap because as I was looking through your stuff, uh, the content is really what stuck with me. I didn't look at the fancy video production. Now I can, I, I will say a lot of that has gotten better because I see the color, the imagery, uh, the setup, you're still in the same room. And I like that for consistency, but uh, the content was still good. But the self-reflection is is what I really like, and and every time I hear you say it, I can see, I can see the pride in you that you have in yourself, and so now I'm just imagining you as a coach now with your clients, getting them to the same spot that you are, taking that same journey, and giving them the courage to take the first step, as you say, uh, and then after you take the first step, take a look back. What did you do well? What did you do bad? How can you know we improve? from that. Um, I, I really, really like that. And uh, I just want to wish you much success in that. You have a fan in me, especially the weekly lives. Uh, I'll be tuning in now, either live or the replay. 
because I think uh, I like your message, what you deliver it, how you deliver it. It's uh, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. I want to ask you what if I'm coming on as one of your clients and I engage with you to help me become a better person? What would that look like for me and, and what can I expect to do and be after engaging with you? Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for all the positive comments, all the you know, positive support. And, you know, I'm, I create content to, to help others. And when I get these positive feedback, you know, you know I really, really appreciate that message. It's like, wow, it's just, it's just that affirmation that, Hey, I'm doing the right thing. Um, because, you know, when I'm posting content, I can't really see who views it. I see who likes and comments on it. Um, and I get random messages from people that say, Hey, like, I really like your content. And it's like, I didn't even realize they're watching me. So, you know, comments like what you just said, Robert, you know, really, really affirmed to me that, Hey, I'm doing the right thing and just keeps motivating me, keeps uh, getting me to, to keep going. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Uh, to, to answer your question um, with, with all my clients, I start with the free 15 minute consulting call. Just kind of understand what your needs are, right? A lot of people have different needs um, and we, we talk it out, right? So, you know, I've helped a client recently. He needed help with his resume cover letter and LinkedIn profile. So I said, okay, well, you have three different things here. Let's split it up over three coaching sessions. Uh, we'll focus, you know, first one on the resume, the second one on the LinkedIn profile. Um, third one, we can reflect a little bit and go over your cover letter. And, you know, right at, even after the second um, coaching session, I told him to fix, I, I told him how to fix this entire profile on, on LinkedIn. But, you know, I said, hey, focus on your headline first. That's the most important. And for our third session, say, hey, I started getting reached out by people from recruiters for, for positions. So just little things like that. Um, you know, it, so this is why we go on that 15 minute consulting call, just to figure out what your needs are figure out where you want to go. Um, and you know, sometimes in those calls, you know, I'll be honest with you, hey, you know, you're looking for, you know, you're looking for a job in this industry, or you're looking for something very specific that it's not my expertise. You know, I'm not going to take advantage of you. I'm not going to try to take your money. I'll refer you to someone I might know in my network who, who can help you more. So, but I can help with a lot of different things. You know, like I said, resume, LinkedIn, profile updates, um, uh, cover letters. I can help with interview prep, building up confidence, Posting content on LinkedIn, which I'm a huge proponent of, um, just anything on, on just growing yourself, you know, professionally as well as personally. Um, I think any situation if you've gone through with lack of confidence or you know just being shy or not being comfortable with public speaking, I've been there, and I have a lot of you know, stories to share. Um, you know, I shared a lot of stories here, a lot of insights to share, and you know, hopefully, I can help you um, get get some inspiration, get some motivation to, to make those changes. So yeah, we usually start with a 15 minute call. Then we figure out how many sessions we need based on what your, what your needs are. And, and we set some goals along the way. Awesome. So, so how can people find you? Yeah. So I'm big on LinkedIn. I, I, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. So you can connect with me uh, there. I do a hashtag on all of my posts. It's a hashtag. Steven helps you. Uh, I think Robert, you're going to put the link to my LinkedIn profile. So Connect with me. I, I connect with everyone. I always send everyone a message as well, just you know, asking them, hey, why do you want to connect? Because people join for different reasons. Um, so that's that's the best way to, to get in touch with me, just through LinkedIn. Sometime in the future, I'm gonna you know put up an Instagram or a Twitter and, and see where that goes. Uh, but you know, trying to balance a full time job with all this LinkedIn stuff and the lies on the side as well. So yeah, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn and then just start a conversation and see how I can help you. All right. Now, as a final word, what would you like to leave everyone with? Yeah, I would just say, just do it. Go take that first step. Don't worry about what other people may say. Don't overthink things. Just, just do it in anything, right? So, you know, like I said, with posting content on LinkedIn, that first post is the hardest. Just put it out there. 
right? Your first video is never going to be perfect. Your first post, yeah, okay, it's never going to sound the, you know, the best it can be. Just put it out there. Just get that first thing out of the way. And that applies to, to anything, right? Like if I'm trying to do a home project and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm going to build a fence. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, if I go buy the material, I'm already committed. Let me go out, buy the material. <laughs> let me go learn along the way. I'm going to make mistakes. But, you know, you got a lot of resources there. So just have that mindset with anything. Just take that first step. Don't overthink things and just, just go do it. And that applies to anything in life. Well, thank you, Stephen, for your time. And for everyone listening, go take that first step. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like us, tell everybody you know. Better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our work website. Get your I quit, O quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out. <laughs>